I've been talking recently about some men in the Bible who lived with purpose, in the hope that we can learn something from them, so that we can live successful lives ourselves. You know, purpose in life is vital. It's what keeps you going. Take away purpose from life and what you have left. Today I want to talk about a man who found his purpose. He's an unlikely hero. A man who probably never dreamt of doing what he ended up doing and being remembered for. He even has a whole book in the Bible named after him. And there's not that many people who can say that. His name is Nehemiah and he's a cupbearer to the king. He's a Jew living in exile in a foreign land of Babylonia. But life isn't that bad for Nehemiah. He's living a comfortable lifestyle. There's decent food in the palace, tidy living conditions, it's okay. But he can't forget he's one of God's chosen people. He cannot or will not conform to the culture of the world around him. One day Nehemiah hears from some Jews that those who are left in Jerusalem are in great trouble and shame. The walls surrounding the city are destroyed and the place is in a terrible state. Nehemiah is devastated. So what does he do? He cries, he fasts and he prays for his fellow Jews back home, reminding God that they are his chosen people. Even though they've been unfaithful to him, they've messed up, they are still his chosen people. Nehemiah asks God to show him if he can do anything to help, to give him a plan of what he can do. I think Nehemiah knew that God had a greater purpose for his life than just pouring drinks. There must be more to his life than this, he thought. And so Nehemiah goes to the king and the king asks him why he's looking so sad. And Nehemiah tells him. The king, who must really have respected Nehemiah, asks him what he wants him to do. And Nehemiah asks the king to let him go to Jerusalem so that he can do something to help rebuild the city's walls. And so Nehemiah, the king's cupbearer, goes to Jerusalem. And if you read the book, you'll see that with the help of those who are left there, they rebuild the walls of the city in just 52 days. A tremendous feat. And as a result, the people can live in peace, safe from the attacks of their enemies who live all around them. And the people also return to living the way that God wants them to. Remember the Bible's definition of success. It's knowing God's purpose for your life and then fulfilling it. Well, I think you'd have to agree that in Nehemiah, we have a great picture of this. There are so many things that we could bring out from the life of this man that could help us to live successful and significant lives. You know, when Nehemiah heard the news about Jerusalem, he could have just carried on with his comfortable lifestyle, in his comfort zone, his safe bubble. He could have thought, well, that's awful news, but what can I do? I'm just a cupbearer. But no, he feels the call of God to do something. He knows he has a purpose, a greater purpose than just pouring drinks. Can I repeat something? I believe that God has a plan and a purpose for your life, that you are unique, and that God has a specific purpose for you. If you're a follower of Jesus, I believe you have a duty to seek out that purpose and use the gifts and abilities, whatever, whatever else God has given you. Nehemiah knows he has a greater purpose 
and that God is asking him to do something. So what does he do first? What are his first actions? Well, he cries, he fasts, and he prays. And then God gives him the strength to take the first step, to talk to his master, the king, probably not knowing how he would be received by him. You know, that's faith for you. Martin Luther King said these words, Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. When you know God is calling you to do something, you usually don't see the whole picture, the whole thing. But you do need to take the first step that God asks you to take. And that first step led to the king enabling and equipping Nehemiah to go to Jerusalem to size up the task. As I've said, God has a plan for your life too. Maybe you're not too sure now what it is. Then the first thing, the first step, would be to pray about it. And then when God does open the door, you need to walk through it. After that first door, he will open up the next door and then the next door. You need to keep walking through them. That's why it's called walking by faith. It's not called talking by faith or even feeling by faith. It involves action. It involves doing something. And then Nehemiah moves out of the palace, out of his comfort zone, and off to Jerusalem where he faces so many obstacles to his mission before it's finally accomplished. You know, you and I have to be willing to leave our comfort zones. Let me say this. So many of us, you and me, prefer to stay in our comfort zones, where it's safe, where it's predictable, where we're with people who are just like us. Our churches can be comfort zones. When Jesus has asked us to go, to go out to reach people who don't yet know him. We shouldn't wait until we think we're going to have a better time to do it, better circumstances. Maybe when I'm retired. I don't even need to go to Bible college. I just need to pray. And then when God opens the door, I need to start doing something. Both prayer and action are required. It's not one or the other. It's prayer and then action. Don't wait for a committee to call you or even to join you. God's not looking for a committee. He's looking for the committed. Great initiatives usually start with just one person saying yes to God. And don't be put off because you don't think you're qualified. In fact, that's good news. Because God doesn't always use the qualified. He qualifies the called. In that way, he gets the glory. Don't be put off doing it by those who say it can't be done. Do it anyway. There will be people even close to you who don't get it. Do it anyway. And then only when you're on your way, look for those to work with you. The walls were built by everyone working together under Nehemiah's leadership. Join with others who have the same purpose and passion as you do. The same commitment to the mission as you have. And you know what? You'll be unstoppable, just like Nehemiah was. Why did God call and use Nehemiah to do what he did? He was a butler, for goodness sake. He probably never built anything in his life before this, maybe not even a, an Ikea bookshelf. But it just brings home again that God is in the process of building his kingdom here on earth 
and he's willing to use the most unlikely men and women to do so. As human beings, to get something done, we look for people with the most ability. But what God looks for is availability. The man or the woman who says, Yes, Lord, I'm here. Send me. So what is God calling you to do? Do you know? What has God put on your heart? If you don't know, pray, perhaps fast, and ask God to reveal it to you. One thing that might help you, help you to know what that mission is, is that the plan, the purpose, will always centre around helping others. Helping others get closer to God as well as you are, to know his love for themselves. And don't think, who am I? I'm just, I'm just a bus driver, I'm just a teacher, I'm just a, a civil servant, I'm just, I'm just a cupbearer. God calls ordinary people like you and me with his help to do extraordinary things, to change families, to change communities, even to change nations. You know, some of us may, may do these great things, but many of us just need to start doing something. It might seem small to start with, but if God finds us faithful in something small, he knows that he can trust us with even bigger things. So start small. Get out of your comfort zone. Maybe volunteer to help somebody. It might be helping those in church who, who feed the homeless, or those who are welcoming refugees or asylum seekers, or those who visit offenders in prison. But do something. You know, Nehemiah could easily have missed his destiny, but he didn't. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. God wants to speak to you and he wants to use you. Yes, you. Listen to his voice and whatever he says to you, do it. Will it be easy? No. But with God working in and through you, it will be a life of purpose and fulfilment. It will be, it will be a successful life. If you want to know more about living the successful life that God has planned for you, you can email me at gareth.pope at cvm.org.uk. Thank you again for listening. Please join me next time.